It doesn't matter if you're running a multi-billion rand global organization or you're the CEO of your own spaza selling spartlo kokas. The principles of running a business remain the same. The core decisions you need to make are also the same. Different in scale and approach, but when you get down to the fundamental decisions, the frameworks for making them have a lot more in common than you think. So come on a walk with us as we explore the jungle of doing business. I'm Katakani Baloyi, a commercial strategist specializing in enterprise and supplier development. I'm Lungam Simang, a human capital strategist. And I'm Mo Malele, marketing events and go-to-market strategist. And together, we'll be discussing various scenarios the typical business person, be they a corporate professional or an intrepid entrepreneur, might come across during their career. We'll unpack the challenges, discuss different mental models for working through them, and share our perspectives on practical solutions you could apply in your business. Corporate or startup, there's always safety in numbers. Take the journey with us. It's, It's a, a jungle, jungle out there. Mo, could you, I, I don't know, like you do a lot of work that involves people management because you do activations, mm-hmm. right? For you, like, I don't know how to quite put this but essentially like you you find yourself typically in a lot of scenarios where someone is requesting something of you mm-hmm. and part of your job is essentially you need to hear what's being said and then go deliver based on an instruction that someone else has has given an instruction or a directive that someone's given you yeah? mm-hmm. so, so like in the in the business context for you like what are the sort of things that make it difficult to to understand what someone is trying to get across and what are the things that make it easy for you to understand what something what someone is putting across hmm sure that's a loaded question um bang bang i'd say one of the biggest ones is when people don't know what they want mm-hmm. but they think they know what they want mmh. and they want everything <laughs> and nothing at the same time make it bigger <laughs> yeah make it bigger make Flash it smaller it. deliver make deliver more but with less we don't have budget but we want a rolls royce <laughs> uh, okay no give us a toyota tas then but we really want the rolls royce so we'll give you toyota tas budget but we expect mm. rolls royce delivery so like the hardest clients to work with are clients who want everything and nothing at the same time mm-hmm. and who think they know what they want but they don't actually know what they want yeah. and then you have to interpret a lot of mixed messages to eventually you know deliver for the client yeah and i think that's the hardest part of the job but anybody who works anybody who's client facing will know that that's where the magic lies in what you are able to deliver yeah. as an agency you're able to read between the lines and sort of find those nuances to actually deliver to client what they want what what they eventually want delivered so how do you cope with that though like is it um yeah the, so this conversation i think when we started it i had one view of it but now as we were packing <laughs> right. it's like there's 10 potential directions, directions we could we take it yeah and for the, example yeah i want i'm planting a red herring but i won't let you guys take it <laughs> yeah managing upwards yes because what you just said mo mm. reminds me of the kind of things a boss will say if they can't communicate clearly yeah so how do you execute work when your boss isn't clear on what they want yeah mm. so there's an element of managing upwards that must happen here yeah but yeah. i don't feel like that's the conversation you're trying to have cat so, f- so f- i'm going to move away from this i'll, from, I'll be honest with you that's where the conversation started for me was to say like <laughs> how, how do you how do you yeah. give feedback 
when things aren't going the way that you want because for context where this conversation came out of was mm. we were trying to figure out artwork and logos and stuff for this podcast yes, yes. i was going and, there and you the, gave us so much feedback for the actual artwork yeah and we were giving you one liners or paragraphs <laughs> <laughs> yes is no i'm happy it's good <laughs> we're sorry mo but so so off the back of that it was like how do you give more constructive feedback but now mo as you're unpacking it it's like there's two components to it that i'm seeing the one is the initial input and quote unquote feedback that comes off of that going to the person that needs to do the thing but the other component which I'm actually thinking is a bit more interesting is how do you as the person who's meant to be executing give feedback to the person that's giving the instruction when things aren't aren't clear so mo in a scenario like that where I come along to you and I say listen I want you to plan such and such an event for me it needs to deliver x but at the same time it must deliver y it needs to be 10 million rands worth of value but I only want to pay you 100 rand like and, I, and I'm coming at you with all these weird things that don't really mean <laughs> anything make it pop make it bigger but smaller at the same time like how, what do you actually do in that scenario how do, how do you manage that oh, yeah this is why there's actually um, there's actually someone in the business who does this. Um, uh, <laughs> this We're is not personal. No, like in the business at NK, outsource. we have yeah. uh, we have head of client liaison, mm. um, and I'm on the commercial side of things. So my job is to get the deals and to do the strategies and sort of cultivate those deals. And then once we have a P or whatever, then I hand yeah. it over to client liaison. Yeah. And then client liaison is a person that deals on the uh, more regularly with the client in mm. terms of um, delivery. And there are certain personalities that work for a role like that, and others um, uh, that won't yeah. work for a role like that. True. Which is why I always say, once I'm like, once I've done my part, I love to hand it over to the team, and I just manage and support, you know, from like arm's length and so forth. Yeah. But the first thing is patience. You have to also understand that people don't know what they don't know, and a lot mm. of the times when a client comes to you, it's because they probably can't do it themselves. Yeah. But they're not ready to admit that. Like yeah. nobody will ever admit that I can't do the job because we live in a culture where if I admit that I don't know, people then get very afraid of the role they have yeah. um, in the business or or, or, or why do you have the job? yeah the relevance mm. of their job? Yes, you know yes, what I mean? yes, yes, yes. I mean we've been in situations where a company has a digital, um, you know, a digital marketing officer, or digital marketing person. Yeah. But then they hire us as an agency to help them do that stuff. Yeah, we we've been those people where we're the, we're the marketing experts, but we're yeah. But you but you're outsourcing to yeah. agencies, right? But yeah. you have a whole brand manager. You've got oh. an ABM. You've got a whole team that's doing that work. Yes. But you have an agency as well that you're paying. 100%. By the way, I have a view on what you guys are describing. Yeah, but I don't want to plant another red herring. I think I'm the red herring. Guy you are today. the red herring guy today. <laughs> so, I have a view. Yeah. My personal opinion is that. Maybe that just actually wasn't your job and there was a problem in communication and telling you what your job actually was. Mm -hmm. Because the role I had was to support your job. Yeah. And when we worked together, I knew that wasn't your job, but you're frustrated about something that wasn't your job. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to go there right now. Yeah. But maybe from a feedback perspective, I'm going to say this. Dude, that wasn't your job. Where do you like? It actually wasn't your job, but you felt it should be your job. Yeah. And you upset about something that should be your job, but was not your job. Yeah. And I'm supporting you for your actual job, and it is not what you were complaining about. Man. 
Mm. Can I, that is a red herring. We need to have that conversation one day. Like f- for me, the the thing that clicked in my head was that I need to manage for my salary. And <laughs> if if you find that you're in a role where you're like constantly frustrated, why isn't this happening? Why isn't this? You need to take a step back, <laughs> draw a little organogram of your company structure, and be like, where, where does this decision actually reside? Yes. Like, where, where does the whose job is it? Yeah. To make this decision, where, where, where does the authority to make this happen because I said so reside? DOA, delegation of authority. Yeah. So a lot of the time, to your point, Mo, a lot of the time mm-hmm. your feedback can be very constructively given mm-hmm. if you are clear on the delegation of authority. Because yes. yes, based on your delegation of authority, you can give the feedback for your level mm-hmm. to the person at their level. Yes. Yes. So let me let me let me break this down a bit. The fire. When you come through, yes. No when you come through, come through, boy, come through. With yeah. the problem, uh-huh. your first chat, yes, yes. must be like, "Say, mm-hmm. what is my problem? What is it? What is my problem? I think you need to clearly articulate mm. what your actual issue is, yes, to yourself. Articulate it to yourself first, mm. and." If you need to write it on a piece of paper, open up Microsoft Word, Microsoft Notes, do it. Get a piece of paper mm. do it. and a pen. Write it down physically if you need to. But I think articulating what the problem statement is, mm. is great for you. Then you step back and you say, I know I care about this, but whose problem is it? Actually. It's not always the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once you establish whose problem it is, and the red herring about managing upwards, yeah, I'll touch on this slightly, but it it speaks to stakeholder relationship management, okay, and I think mo, I'm gonna ask you to weigh in here a bit because my experience is around stakeholder relationship management from an external point of view, but the <coughs> externals are my actual business partners. Okay. Okay. Then it it, it it evolved, and then I was a consultant, so my external relationship management became my clients. Mm-hmm. And I think you go through it a lot in your client relationships because you've got to manage them as partners, but also some of your partners you're doing business with them. So I think what I'm asking is, can you just talk to us about some of the things you go through when you're managing? The human interactions, but you need to get work done. But sometimes the problem is not always clear. And even when it is clear, it's not always clear whose responsibility it is to sort this out. That's like generally my life. <laughs> like nine out of ten times. Like nine out of ten times I'm talking to the wrong person. But I don't, I don't have access to the right person. And nine out of ten times I have to solve the problem at a certain level. But really, the problem is lying at a level above that. But I don't have, because I'm externally facing, right? I don't have access to that high above person. But actually, the blockage or the bottleneck lies with them. So I have to try and manage above, but through managing below, if that makes sense. I have to manage through the access that I have, but try to actually get that feedback to reach the people that are above. So you you influence versus controlling. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cats. But then That's an interesting point. I want you to come back to this. Please bookmark this. Please bookmark the fact that I believe mm-hmm. 
most of the time, you're influencing more than controlling. 100%. So mm-hmm. your influencing skills today, yeah. I think I would value influencing skills way much yeah. more they need to be than fleek. controlling skills. Yeah. They need to be on fleek. We'll come back to that. I don't want to disturb what Mo mm-hmm. is saying because she's on something. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. But then another thing that complicates that value chain is the fact that I get feedback from the client, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, that feedback needs to trickle over to the person who is doing the execution of the work. So like in our case, when we're doing artwork, yeah. I was getting feedback from you guys. Mm-hmm. Then I have to trickle that feedback back to the graphic designer. Yes. And I think we went back and forth about how we give that feedback to him. Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, cause, because remember at the end of the day, the supplier, like, like your graphic designer has no context on everything going like happening um, on the front end. 100%. He's on the back end, yeah. number one. And number two, depending on who the other supplier is, whether it's a caterer, it's the venue, it's the retailer. So maybe you're giving feedback to the store or the merchandisers or promoters or a graphic designer. Yes. You always need to understand the level at which you're giving feedback, mm-hmm. which is why I'm a big fan of short, sweet, and bullet point feedback. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you give feedback, you need to leave very little to interpretation because that's where things like that's where the cracks actually happen that yeah. you leave that your feedback is open ended mm-hmm. and it was and a lot was left to interpretation or the assumptions of the individual taking the information in and remember that we all come from different backgrounds we all speak different languages and there's mm-hmm. nuances in communication and biases yeah right and biases and prejudices etc etc et so constantly when you're communicating with people, you must always remember that they're hearing what they're hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have had a bad day, and so now Lunga thinks I'm giving him a Oprah hug. Yes. When I'm not giving him an Oprah <laughs> hug, but he's like, Mo's not happy with me, for whatever reason. It's, it's the difference between expressing <laughs> something and, and communicating Kate, something. You see? Yes. So when you give feedback, you want to leave very little to interpretation. That's yeah. also what we try to do on the client side of things. Yes. But clients generally leave a lot for interpretation. That's make, make it bigger. And and that's and and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make it smaller, move it down. Yes. Or they'll give move you feedback like we want something like you want the activation to be sales driven, but then they but then you can't sell. Yes. But 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 then you get rated, but the success criteria is sales. Yes. But then we can't actually sell because there's regulation. Yeah. Or you want sales, but this is actually a CSI initiative. So we can't really be direct with the yes. selling education because then it makes our BE CSI rating a bit lower. That kind of stuff. So you constantly are getting this like back and forth, like mixed messaging feedback. Yes. And that's why, even though, that's why I'm a big fan of the feedback needs to be bullet point, it needs to be to the point and direct. Yeah. Leave very little for assumptions or for interpretation. Yeah, I love that. You reminded me of an example from the time where we all worked at that same company. There was a time where sales reps who were not employed by us, we had a partner organization that was hiring and training and managing the sales reps. Mm-hmm. They would go into the trade, go to shops, and do their job, and they'd be incentivized accordingly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was implementing a project to help you guys out as the marketing people. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the point of that project was, how do I guarantee that the brand integrity is upheld in the stores at every store all the time? Oh, yeah, always yeah. on. How do we hold up the always on mentality of it? And essentially, what it boiled down to was, I'm in the stores and I realize the feedback that I need to give 
is so that I can receive quality feedback. Mm. Because I'm the client, but I'm the systems guy from the client. I need to tell the agency guy or the partner guy, hey man, I made this. I made this program so that our company can figure out how successful we are in the shelf design we have implemented so that we can sell our products. Yeah. Your job is to make sure the shelf is the way we intend it. So we pay you to make sure the shelf is a certain way. What I'm measuring is, is that shelf design effective? Mm. So I'm not marking you down for whether or not the shelf design is successful. What I need you to do is set the shelf up the way I asked you to mm. because I'm paying you to do that. Yes. And then I'm going to measure how good my idea was mm. by virtue of your execution of my idea. Yes. So I needed to give him feedback first and I needed to say, dude, I'm spending the day with you not because I want to make your life a living hell, mm. but I want to make sure that one, the job I asked you to do, is it even a value-adding piece of work? Because I want to see it. And if it's not value-adding, I'd like to change the way you work. Yeah, That's the first thing. The first thing I want to do is roll with you for a day and like see what you're doing. Mm. And then decide for myself if that's value-adding for my objective. Then the next thing is... Assuming it is value-adding for my objective, give me your input. What do you think about the job I've asked you to do? Tell me your pain points. Tell me what's great. Tell me where it's making the workflow easier. Tell me where it adds an extra step or two that makes your work process longer. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, listeners. Lumba just had to clear his throat though. It happens sometimes. Me too. <coughs> so, you are not alone. <laughs> I'm here with you. Though you're not an Y'all are hooting two halves. That's creativity in motion. There we go. It is a creative hub. I think. This place that we're I at. think for me personally. Lunga is the voice. For me personally, I think I can scratch off another career option, which is being a vocalist. Oh, along with being a comedian. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the comedy and the vocals for here, but okay. like in the real world. So what we know is that Kat is not going to be a musician. Uh-huh. Lunga is not going to be a comedian. Facts. Find <laughs> out. <laughs> fuck around and fuck around and find out. Uh, yes. Oh, feedback. One of the many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> feedback. Yeah, yeah. Feedback is a gift. You can, so who said that? Who? There's someone. Who came up with that? Yeah. There was someone that? that was all of our bosses who said that. Who's told? Who told us feedback is a gift? That motherfucker wasn't Masala. <laughs> Am I stepping on toes here? <laughs> Mosala, where are you? Did you say this? <laughs> Mosala, isn't he at all mutual? So I called Mosala and <laughs> we had a great chat. But before I called him and we had a great chat, I saw him at Sanson City Mall and I gave him a hug because we were both on the phone. Mm-hmm. I just gave him a hug. I'm like, oh, dude, I like your face. I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> you're wearing a mask and I still recognized you. I hope you're good, man. I gave him a hug. You and gave he, him a hug. And 
and then, and then moved on. I kept it moving. Shout out to Mosella. What a man. Indeed. I'm, I'm going to quote him actually for something that. What we, Mosella. N- n- not feedback as a gift? I, I don't know if it was feedback as a gift. <laughs> but there was, there was some, there's something that he said to me once and it's just like stuck with me as a principle. Yeah. And if you want to find out what it is, keep listening to the end of this podcast. Anyway. The point I want to make, Lunga, like in in that example that you gave about the 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 shelf merchandisers yes. at shelf and spending the day with them, yes, like one thing that I love that you did there, and I think it's really important when it comes to this whole conversation around um, giving and receiving feedback, is creating context, mm-hmm. and it's creating context not just specific to to go back to most point the the thing that the person you're talking to is responsible for but creating a broader context so that they're understanding the fuller picture because in as much as that person doesn't know what they don't know you also don't know what you don't know mm. so you, you might mm. end up in a scenario where firstly you creating that context with the merchandiser to say listen this isn't about like i'm i'm not going to mark you down based on whether or not this shelf uh layout works Right, that's that's not what you're getting graded on, and that that takes pressure off of them. But going that extra step further to say, this is the purpose of this exercise, helps to give them an understanding of where they fit into what they are trying to do or yeah. what it is that you're trying to do. And I think that's such an important thing, and it's it's one of the things that we typically miss. Like, we 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 give an instruction for something because this is what I need to get done. I know what needs to be done in the bigger picture, but the person I'm giving this to doesn't necessarily know what needs to be done. And I think a lot of the time that's also what creates the confusion, right? So more to mm. go back to your examples mm. around <clears throat> around someone who'll give you a brief that says, this thing needs to drive sales, but it's a CSI initiative, right? Pick <laughs> <laughs> a struggle, fam. Like, right? Right? And, and, and for you, it's like you'll look at it as, oh, I almost choked on my water because what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 if if that person But you see this is why I'm not the best at client liaison. I'm like Lunga's reaction I've done this in a meeting before. I've done this in a meeting before and where I'm just like where you know when you're holding back a laugh and you're like, No, I'm fine I almost choked on my water. Your your faces are too honest, guys. Learn, learn, no, learn. I've had to hold back laughter in a, in a meeting, but like learn it's spilling s- out of me. Learn to <laughs> shout out, subtle with your face. Shout out to doing honest business because I believe doing business as honestly as you can cuts through the bullshit. Yes, fact. So yeah. doing business with an honest face. Yes, means sidebar means having fifteen minute meetings. Yes. Calling the person who's the actual problem instead of inviting four people to a Zoom or Teams meeting. Calling them for five minutes to say, hey, dude, here's, my, pro- here's my problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how it's affecting me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not calling you to tell me about my problems. I'm, I'm calling you so that you can have an opportunity to say how you need me to support you yes. to solve your issue because it's affecting me. Yes. Proactive, solution-oriented work. Yes. I don't like the fact that <laughs> I'm joining a one-hour meeting with no agenda and I don't know what you're talking about, but you've called me here. Yes. Oh. So I'd rather talk to you for 10 minutes over the phone to yes. find out, dude, 
What didn't you do? What yeah. couldn't you do? What can I help you with? What's my role here? I'm I'm not saying we should go back to offices, but that's the one thing I sorely miss about being in an office is being able to walk to someone's desk, two minute conversation, and just get into it, right? To yeah. But mm, it, my favorite thing about working in an office <laughs> was just like hovering above someone's desk, <laughs> and then no, you're doing it wrong, and then politely saying. Hi. Hey, what's up? How you doing? So what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Hey. So while I'm here, so since I have you, since I have you, since I have you, about that thing. By the way, did you guys ever realize how I was always randoming around? I was never at my desk when we were together. We were solving problems. That is the exact reason. Hi. I'm sure in, in an eight-hour day, I spend like half an hour at my desk. That's the reason. Yeah. You're always hovering. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So my secret sauce was I would send an email. Mm-hmm. And immediately after I click send, I stand up and I walk to the person I just sent an email to. Click, 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 send. Yep, time for a walk. And then I walk and I'm like, sometimes I'd stop off and I'd make like a cup of coffee because I'm like oh it's time of course maybe I'd have a, a conversation it's, it's with the dis- water cooler it's disarming when you walk up to someone's desk with a cup of coffee in your hand right mm. and then I'd get there and I'd be like hi <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys know nope. if Lunga walks up to you and he sounds like that hi hi you so, know um, you know and then I'd be like so this is what I'm dealing with and this is where you fit in. This is the thing I'm having trouble understanding about your role in this and this is the barrier I think I need you to break through. That's the framework of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So mm. I get straight to the point because I don't think people want to be bullshitted at work. Fact. Fact. So I can be nice but I can also be to the point. That's important when exactly. giving feedback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to be mean. Yeah. Yes. But you need to be to the point. 100%. Don't waste my fucking time. Yes. Okay. But also, tell me what the issue is. Because once you tell me the issue, I can probably like... We can solve for X. Yes. Yeah. So that two-minute conversation at your desk is like, hi, here's my problem. Here's where I think you fit in. Here's where I think you can solve the problem. What is your view? Yes. Then they say, no, no, no. You've missed this. The delegation of authority is wrong. That's not how this works. This is actually how it works. So the real person you need is that person. Or I can't help you. I'm just busy right now. So I'm going to do it tomorrow. Or, oh, thank you for explaining. I'm going to do it right now. And by the time I get to my desk, they've sent a response email because there are other people involved. Mm -hmm. And it's done. Yes. So I've solved so many problems by giving clear Feedback that is not able to be misconstrued. Being direct and being honest. So essentially, you you limit the scenario to one of three things. One is you're going to get a resolution. Mm -hmm. Two is you're going to be able to manage expectations. Mm -hmm. Or three, you're going to be directed to the person that can actually resolve the problem. 100%. And I think just to sort of wrap up this conversation, like in this conversation that we've had, for me, there's like three key steps that I would look at in terms of receiving instruction and also receiving and sharing feedback. And it it works both ways because it's a conversation. 
the first thing for me is about defining the problem, right? So longer to the point that you made earlier, it's like having a, a clear understanding of like what is the thing that we're actually trying to solve for? Like what is the hurdle mm. that is standing in our way? Mm. And with that, it's it's about having that conversation with yourself, being clear in your mind what your understanding of the problem is, taking the step to put it in writing. Like this is such a critical step because when you put something in writing, the person that you're sharing it with, like words mean things and it's black and white right like <laughs> words mean things words, words mean things <laughs> words they mean things so when it's in black and white th- there's no room for for tonal inflections there's no room for body language there's no room for oh i think lunga meant this i think moment that it's okay this is what it says in writing and then you can get to a point where you say yes this is accurate or no it's not Mm-hmm. Right, it it allows you guys to get to that same understanding of what the reality is, right? And once you can do that, you guys can then panel beat that thing until you've got a common understanding of okay, this is the problem, and you've got that clarity in terms of um, what it is you're trying to solve for. Then the other two things is you firstly need to repeat that same process for what is the desired outcome. So, like, what does success look like once we have resolved this problem, right? And that for me then gives you two points. It gives you your starting point and it gives you your finish point, right? And that then brings you to the third thing. And for those who were listening earlier, this is that quote that I got from Masala. You ask yourself the question, what needs to be true for this outcome to happen? What needs to be true? What needs to be true? That's another one. So that is a Masala quote. (laughs) Yeah, what needs to be true? I'm like, how many times has this man asked me about the truth? Yes. Masala is about the truth. What is is reality, Lunga? If what is reality? So he's basically saying, "Hey, we live in a reality." Hey, mm. hey. <laughs> so Masala's basically saying, "Hey." <laughs> so I'm trying to sell this many cases this month. Yeah, you're not doing that. Yes, I want to do that. This is the gap. So yes, if you were to do that. What would need to be true? Fact. What's the truth? Fact. And and for me, I think once you've got that, and the problem with us is like we we, and I think especially in 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 the world of, um, either you're an SME or you're sitting in corporate as a leader and you need to deliver on results, is that we're so quick to get instructions and brr, hit the road running that we don't take the time to to do this little step it's literally what needs to be true it's going to be that 15 minute meeting that you spoke about that's what this exercise is is to mm. say guys what is the problem that we're trying to solve for we all understand x what is the outcome that we are trying to to achieve we all have a solid understanding of why what needs to be true for that to happen like what are the, what is the gap that we're trying to fill what are the things that need to be done in order for us to deliver on that outcome and i think if more of us can practice that as business leaders, both in entrepreneurship and in corporate. Man. 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 We're, we're talking like Dalai Lama. Listen. Princess Diana. <laughs> Mother <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> we're talking Miss Universe. Listen here. World peace shit. Yes. Actually. I, I, I feel very spiritual now. Because of all the people I mentioned, including Miss Universe. Yes. <laughs> listen. Listen. <sighs> I feel at peace now. Um, I think we did a thing today, guys. 
<laughs> to the to the two listeners, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, because Mo Mo won't say it because she's too humble. But Can I? On behalf of Mo. since everyone's dropping quotes, I want to drop a quote that I also got <laughs> once upon a time. But Tell like, us. it stuck with me. Was it Masala? No, it wasn't. Damn but but by the way, but same what's By the way, on this note. Maybe we all individually need to give Mosala a call and he must come and join us because I miss that guy. First nah. of all, I miss him too. Eh? Nah. Yeah, for real. Second of all, he's a young business leader who's doing really, really well, yeah. he's doing the damn things. Thirdly, I think he's got some gems facts. that he can drop on us that we can't drop on ourselves. Facts, 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 facts. facts. I, I think every one of us here, on some level or another, are a student of his. Mosala. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when you say Mosala, we're not talking about uh, the Liverpool. Not, the <laughs> <laughs> not that guy. Uh, I think they might have gotten the clue when you said he's a young business leader. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing really... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what Listen, actual Mohamed Salah's portfolio looks like, but, but I don't he's, think... He's leading the charge. I don't here. think that would be the first thing people think when they think the actual Liverpool Mohamed Salah. All, all I'm saying... Young business leader all, who's doing all, really well. All I'm well. saying is that... <laughs> We could talk about Mosala or Mosala, yeah. and you'd be confused. <laughs> Mosala. Mosala. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Mr. Salah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so We're gonna hit up for our two listeners, don't worry, we'll talk to Mosala. Don't request him to come on this episode because clearly this episode is about him. Um, we'll, we'll talk to him. Don't worry. <laughs> You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.